Grand Rising, and welcome to SFA Charlotte, the podcast where. Oh, dang. Did y'all hear anything I said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of messed up on my side. All right, can we go again? Ah, yeah. I messed up. I, I, thought, I thought I disconnected my headphones, and so I was like, dang. Well, okay. Okay. Y'all ready? Yeah. Shoot, am I ready? All right. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Grand Rising, and welcome to SFA Charlotte, a podcast based in, of course, Charlotte, North Carolina, with your host, myself, Knoxless. We got Brother Stokes in the building. What's going on? And we got Sister Keeks rocking out. What's up? What's up? What's up? You know what I'm saying? You can find us under SFA.Charlotte on Instagram and SFA Charlotte on Facebook. You can also, of course, listen to us on all streaming platforms, also at anchor.fm forward slash SFA Charlotte. And today's topic, man, I'm just going to throw the title out there. Toxic Mindsets and Healthy Relationships. Hmm. We go in there. We go in there, man. I just I just feel like we just have, need to have the real conversation because I feel like toxicity is a big word that's getting thrown around now. It's real popular to say it, to throw it around, but what does it really mean? And are we really understanding the toxicity that is in the air? So um, I'm just going to kick it off with questions, man. We're just going to get into it. So my first question kind of just knocked it out there. When have you had a toxic mindset while being in a healthy relationship? Well, you know, like you said, we're we're hearing the word more and more, and people are really truly scrambling to try to claim ownership of what is the actual definition of it. But we know the definition changes according to where you're at and according to the conversation you're in. But I will say personally that um, I have to go back, man, probably about, so boy, back to 2012, 2011. And uh, I was definitely uh, dating at that time, but uh, there was a young lady I was dating and she was, you know, she was marriage minded and I was speaking, I was marriage minded, but I wasn't playing fair. And that's toxic. Um, I was uh, leading her on, letting her believe certain things. Um, of course, we were mixing uh, sexual activity in. Mm. So, you know, I'm catching all the benefits that I can because, you know, I'm getting pretty much everything I want. She, you know, she coming over, she cooking whenever, you know, she wants to show me that she can cook. We're going out on dates, you know, she's spending the night. Uh, she's spending money on me. I'm buying little gifts and trinkets. But at the end of the day, I knew I wasn't going to marry her. I knew I wasn't going to marry her. And that's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm saying I keep saying, and that's toxic because in my way of defining toxicity when it comes to relationships, when it comes to just being a human being and having to interact with other human beings, being toxic 
or having a toxic mindset is actually operating in falsehood every time you interact with someone. Hmm. Your underlining motive is selfishness. Your underlining motive can be somewhat akin to narcissism because it's all about your benefit, how you benefit out of it. So I will, hopefully that answers your question and I elaborated enough to help the conversation forward. Ooh, yeah. I have to write some of that down. <laughs> Shoot, I feel like, I feel like you answered the question in my opinion. I mean, you know, right? Especially. Just, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kayla. No, I was just gonna say it's just a question. Like you know that there's no right answer. It's just your answer. You know. Yeah, and I like how you defined what it is to you. Um, can you say one more time? I you said it so 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 beautifully interacting with falsehood is that what you said yeah it's a it, you you're actually operating in falsehood because every time you interact with anyone again parents siblings family members co-workers we're not you know i will not limit it to just platonic and romantic relationships but you must include those as well so when you're interacting with with those with other human beings you're operating from a falsehood you know for a fact what your motive is and like i said it's selfishness i'm going to get all the benefit out of this and then i don't care what carnage comes behind i don't care how much i burn this you know it's the it's the imagery of of someone walking down the road and all the forest is burning behind them they're, they're clean. They're, they're not, they don't have no soot, no smut on them, but they've just come through a fire or they've been the cause of that fire. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> that's toxic. That's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I feel like that's, I feel like that's the young male, that's the young male, I guess, folklore. <clears throat> to achieve because I mean the bad boys you know what I'm saying the ones that get all the girls and the ones that get all the attention it's like oh my goodness if I could just be him but he this dude burning this fire up and then if he's a, if he's a good savant then the guy that he burning the fire down they know how to be a firefighter and put the fires out dudes be out here tripping toxicity as they say what were we about to say Keith? Well, um, I'm I'm still soaking in. Uh, oh, oh, I thought but, you were about to say something. Oh no, no, no. Um, but if anything, to give my response, I would definitely say, in regards, pretty much following up with what Brother Stokes said, I know I would flirt with guys, knowing that you know it ain't going nowhere. But I'll just flirt, you know. Um. I didn't see it as being bad. Well, I, some in some ways, yes, because I definitely knew when, you know, a guy was feeling me, you know. But I also knew how to not take it further, you know. So, like, not meeting up with them or, you know, pretty much trying to um, make sure I let them know, like, yeah, 
not a mutual attraction. But, you know, hey, bud, like, you know, <laughs> what's up? Mm-hmm. But even in doing that, I know I learned that that wasn't okay because it's like, I feel like it's playing with people's feelings. Um, and it wasn't okay. But another thing that I that came to mind for me when I was answering this question, I'm not sure if this is toxic, but being emotionally detached. Mm. That's something that I, I struggle with for a long time. And it's like in remaining emotionally detached, I noticed that I would do that as a means of trying to protect myself or trying to stay safe, you know? Right. Because mm-hmm. if you're not fully emotionally attached, you know, you kind of, you know, you could pull out when you need to, or, you know, if things don't work out. Hey, I'm good, you know? Mm-hmm. You're emotionally attached. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. So it was either being emotionally detached. Um, remaining emotionally detached or struggling to stay emotionally attached um, and fighting feelings of attachment. So like there will be times, for example, where I would like a guy, but I'll tell myself, oh, I'm, I don't like him. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not, I'm not feeling it, you know, and I will fight it so hard, but it's like, okay, key, like obviously like... <laughs> You like them. You like them. And even my friends would be like, girl, you like them. I'd be like, no, I don't. And they'd be like, girl, okay, whatever. Keep lying to yourself. But I had to come face to face with myself and acknowledge that it's okay. For one, it's okay to like a person, you know. But I feel Mm -hmm. like for a long time, I would make myself feel bad for the type of people I did find myself being interested in. So I think that that had something to do with it, too. Um. And then also, you know, just keeping in mind the type of people I would attach myself to, you know, um, being hurt or let down. And I think that's also another reason why, you know, I struggled in having emotional attachments or attach emotional attachment issues. But I would definitely say that that if that's toxic, that that's my something that I struggled with for a long time. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel like because I I mm, I wouldn't say I, I it was emotional detachment, but I definitely like self sabotage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I don't know why I've realized lately like that's like comfortable for me. I guess it's controlled chaos because mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 chaotic, but I I it's predictable to me. So I know how to ebb and flow at least with what I think I can until God the other divine comes and blow it really up. But um, but yeah, like, like, like I I, I agree with you, Keeks, and not necessarily the form, but like in the way of how that does shorten or like uh, choke out relationships. Because um, for me, like. And I've just been recognizing it lately. Like whenever I self sabotage, like now, it like reverberates because I'm really connected to people. So when I self sabotage, like it affects others, like in a in a in a in a way, what is major to me because it affects them that much. And so it's like, wow, okay, this is something that is getting beyond me now. And mm-hmm. I guess seeing, I guess seeing the reach of of my toxicity scared me. Mm-hmm. 
and then it really like dang like okay let, let, let's really i think that's that's really what uh what drove me to pick this topic to really just talk about it because i feel like it's oftentimes we just talk about the toxicity but we don't talk about necessarily owning our part and then really you don't hear a lot of men owning their part and and being toxic you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the dudes are just toxic and they just keep going but um but yeah i want to break that mode today um but yeah i, I want to answer the question as well uh i would say the first time I mean, it probably wasn't the first time, let me be honest. But it was the one time that it, it really it really keep messing with me in my head because it's just uncharacteristic of me. But it was uh, my uh, high school relationship. We were together freshman year, and we were also together uh, – yeah, we were also together in senior year. And um, freshman year, a relationship was great. Like, everything was awesome. And – I think I honestly think it was a miscommunication and like we just we just broke up and to this day like I don't know why and I and I like later on when we got together senior year we we didn't even know why we broke up freshman year we just did it just felt like it was time and I and I think I picked a fight for some reason because I was got dog got caught up with some other chick Got got entertained. <laughs> My interest was peaked. It's so I just I was just being a horn a horny teenage boy, and I'm not even blaming it on my hormones. I'm just saying that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I played it off as you know, oh, I'm upset with you for what I don't know, but I'm upset. What should we do about this? It's just like, okay, well, let's just not be together, okay. And it was weird because we broke up and, like, made out, like, later that same night. It was weird. It was just weird. Like, it, I just, ugh, it just makes me cringe just thinking about it. But, um, but yeah, and then, like, that senior, senior year when we got together, it was crazy because I was so grateful. I didn't think I would ever get back. I, I always wanted to. I always wanted to get back with her. She was always with somebody, and she was really with one dude. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Just really waiting. And I mean, not waiting like I was, you know, in other relationships, but I, I really wanted to be back with her. And so, seeing it happen, get back together, and for the first time in my life, I just felt complete freedom inside my relationship. So much freedom, I didn't know what to do with it. And then it went to my head. And then I just I just had so much time on my hands. I was just doing dumb stuff like hanging out with this girl for for a long time after school, just talking in the car. Why? Just because I'm bored. Just because I want something to do. Why can't I hang out with my girl? I think she was doing she was in practice or study something. I don't know. I was just doing stupid stuff. And just because it's just like I know my girl, my girl trusts me. She know gotta check on me, nothing like that. So I'm cooling. But I didn't stay on my dean. I got dog, end up cheating. And then not only did I cheat, I lied about it to my girl face when she brought it to me. And then the girl I cheated on her with ended up providing her with the evidence and she sent it back to me. So you see, toxicity is not fun. It's not fun, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen. Um, I'm getting on the guys to this episode. Cause I feel like we need to take more accountability for the things that are happening, and it's not just the women. We need to step up too. Um, 
So yeah, I think I think that was those are like two painful toxic moments, and that I think those different toxic moments like spurred, like spurred like trans, not trans, but like seasons of toxicity. Mm-hmm. So I could just all get it out. It was just it's bad. It's just bad. But then you think about like like why do we well no, why 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 did I do that? Hmm. You were operating with you were operating with you know a yes you gotta you gotta put you gotta put nature in its proper place so you were a teenage boy hormones are raging cultural influence and not cultural as in black culture worldwide cultural as in the immediate area you were living in you were watching how other dudes were operating. And you know whether or not you were doing right or wrong, you were just doing what other guys were doing. And then you have to take into account in that gumbo, you have uh, were you able to express yourself inside your family? Was there somebody you could go to to bounce all this information off of when these feelings were arising? And, and if you didn't have it, now you're operating with a limited amount of, of knowledge and awareness of self because you, you're, you're really limited in your self-awareness as a teenager. That's why we prohibit adults from communicating with teenagers and young kids in a romantic manner. Why? Because they don't know they self. They're limited. They're unaware. And so they can be easily manipulated. So, yeah, it, uh, it's toxic behavior, but you didn't know it was toxic behavior. Now, it doesn't admonish you. So what I'm basically saying is I'm agreeing with you. It is toxic behavior. You're not going to get you're not going to get off the hook. We, we want to make sure like you uh, like you said, uh, Brother Knox list. Men need to understand, stand under with awareness that they have committed an infraction and it can be labeled as toxic. So you must take accountability. You, you can't be, you, you, like you said, you can't be admonished for it. So yeah, just know that you were operating with a limited amount of awareness of self. You had to, you know, you were a teenager. Hormones do, uh, get a valid point in this and the culture at the time that you were surrounded within probably assisted you in being able to conduct yourself in such a manner so and i I was just i was just about to say like just hearing you walk that out for me it really makes me think like we really don't have those conversations like within the family like Yo, I got these hormones going. What do I do with them? Yeah, yeah. Like we, like we really don't have that comp because I, I can only imagine if my dad sat me down. Like, yo, okay, if they coming. Um, it's gonna get a little wild. But here, here's some pointers, or let's work on some techniques. Just at least give something in my tool belt. I'm not, you know, coming down on my dad at all. My dad is amazing. He was there. He was present. I love him. He's still here. Thank you, Lord. And I, I love it. But 
just I feel like going moving forward, we need to have those conversations. So, like Brother Sox, you saying so we can have more awareness. Now, you know, because we 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 gonna make mistakes, but at least we can have the awareness to not walk into so many mistakes, not knowing, you know. Yeah. That is that is true. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I love where this conversation is going already. See? Listen. Welcome to church on this Saturday rising. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're coming from the word of God. All right. So the second question is have you had a toxic mindset? Noticed it? And corrected it while in a healthy relationship. Hmm. Okay. So I'm just going to be honest and be a little transparent. But I still suffer with emotional. I still struggle, not suffer. I still struggle with emotional detachment. And it's, it's very annoying because I feel like I'll be thinking I'm good you know it's just it, you, certain things you don't notice about yourself until a person points it out um hmm, what did I want to say about that I know I've been single for a long time and I know like sometimes in like even in dating guys like previously or, you know, um, before I would even when I would find myself being interested in a guy, I would. I guess like have these emotional walls up to try to prevent. To try to prevent myself from attaching myself to a person. Um and usually when that would happen, I would also, like, end it before things progress. Mm-hmm. And I know I would do that again, you know, as a means of trying to protect myself or just trying to make sure, you know, that I'm emotionally <laughs> safe. But I know, like, currently, some of the, it's just, like, minor things that get brought up or get mentioned. And... It'd be making me feel bad because I'm like, man, you know, like, why is this still an issue? You know, like, this is annoying. And for me, it's when it comes to emotional detachment, I have had to really sit down and ask myself, like, okay, well, what's really, you know, what's really going on here? Because I feel like it is something that goes, like, really, really deep for me. And this is what I was saying, Noxus, when I was telling you how you're, questions on me almost had me in tears because like I was reading up on emotional detachment and what I found was that people who usually move like this it's like pretty much a result from past trauma Mm -hmm. or abuse and I know that I like in a previous relationship I had a very unhealthy relationship and I know that because of the things I experienced in that relationship I was like I'm not going to get into a relationship for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I did just that, you know. Like a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, I a relationship with someone because I feel like, you know, like I went through a lot. And I'm saying that, you know, people, you know, people go through things in the relationship. But I know, like, one of the things that I look for in my partner is to feel safe. 
and to feel like I'm protected. And I know that in a previous relationship, that wasn't something that I always felt. And not even just in that relationship, like even just connecting it to childhood memories or just growing up, I feel like a lot of times in my childhood, I was afraid. And (sighs) in me being afraid, you know, my initial response was to leave or run or try to escape in some type of shape or form. And I feel like that's why I also look for protection in my, uh, in my partner. And I know with the relationship I have now, like sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, it can be hard to receive love that is healthy when you have an attachment to something that's unhealthy. (sighs) And not saying that I go, you know, well, I won't even say that I, because I do feel like in the past, you know, sometimes I would kind of go looking for some type of dysfunctional, some type of dysfunction. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have a person that's trying to love you and be there for you and be supportive, you know, you it can be hard accepting it and receiving it. And, you know, sometimes that whole thing of, oh, you know, I've been single for a long time or um, what else was I about to say? God dang it. Um, you can't, pretty much, you can't always use the same excuses. Oh, this is the way I am. You know, I've been like this for a long time. Like, you gotta, you gotta do something about it. And it's, what I've learned is that it's continuous work and it's very hard. It's very tough. Um, but I feel like one of the things that's helped me learn more about myself and really just doing the self work to heal through this and grow through this is doing the research, you know, being able to identify what it is and being able to do research on it, you know, and not only that, just, but being able to connect the dots. Um, there was something else I wanted to add. I'm sorry. I have to go back to the question really quick. Oh no, you could, you could. Um, so I would definitely just say I am actively trying and it's it's so freaking hard, y'all. Child <laughs> of the Lord. It's it's tough. It's very tough. Um and I feel like one of the things that also makes this hard is not beating up on yourself. Well, me not beating up on myself while, you know, growing through this, you know, especially if you if your partner is there, you know, they're supportive, they're in your they're in your corner, they're there for you, you know, they're loving you through it. Loving yourself through it is it's really hard. Yeah, when you got a lot of practice of beating yourself up. Right. And don't get me started on that, child. Girl, we got more questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And then it's like, I feel like, so even in having those, like, guys who were... Um, I don't want to call people dysfunctional. I just feel like that's not a good adjective to use to describe people. Um, the behavior I, dysfunctional. Say that again. The behavior was dysfunctional. Right. So guys who didn't exhibit those dysfunctional behaviors, you know, and trying and, you know, they would show interest in everything. And I'm just like, ah. I don't know if I can do this with you. I feel like I, I, I would tell myself, like, I feel like I would hurt them. 
So then it's like I would then settle for dysfunctional behaviors coming from a guy, you know, a guy who was uh, exhibiting those dysfunctional behaviors feeling like, okay, well, you know, he kind of matched my dysfunction. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Child of the Lord. It's tough, y'all. But as you said, with your current partner, you've recognized this mm-hmm. and you're correcting it. You're actively correcting it every time you recognize that you're about to, or if you find yourself in the midst of it, correct? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. And, you know, like, you know, having those uncomfortable conversations is, you know. And and I would say even give yourself give yourself some uh some grace too, sis. And I'm speaking to myself too because I'm dealing with that currently as well. Like just just recognizing that yes, it is tough, but it's a lot. I would I, I would rather this battle than battling what I have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I would rather battle me trying to get better than me just dealing with how I am. And just dealing with those woes. Because um, I was talking to Seven at the open mic we had uh, last week. And she was just like, no matter what level you're at, there's always going to be uncomfort. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something uncomfortable. You just have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Or co- uh, comfortable with that. Like, it's just it's just a part of it anywhere. And so, like, definitely giving myself grace, like, man, this is tough, bro. I keep getting it wrong. But it's just like, well, at least you're recognizing it. And at least you're trying. And at least you're actually putting in the effort. Some people don't care at all. Right. right. Some people don't put don't put no work in knowingly. So. So, yeah, I appreciate it because child, listen, the mentally is. Oh, you good. You good. We definitely have to celebrate these things, these these actions, these desires to want to operate in what we call positive manner. We have to celebrate because, see, and and, and yeah, I'm gonna use a, a, a old folks analogy. We are the ones that have made the decision to not ignore that we were wallowing in mud. We're dirty, we're muddy. We've been laid out in a mud puddle as if there was no way out of the mud puddle. And the mud puddle is only one foot deep. You could stand up and get out the mud puddle. But we've spent years laying in this mud, believing, convincing ourselves, we, we're, we're never gonna get out this mud. This is what it is. And then one day we make a decision, man, I'm a, I'm a stand up and we stand up. And when we stand up, we may not immediately step out the puddle. Mm-hmm. So we have to celebrate that we stood up. Yeah. You, you're, you're literally in between laying back down and getting out the puddle. So you got to celebrate that you stood up because now you got options. And that's the positive 
to part of it. So, uh, yes, do the work. Continue to be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. You know, um, I don't, mine is in my last marriage. Although the marriage didn't last, I recognized my admitted it and corrected. Now the marriage last, but I well, I'm going to continue with the work, and I've been continuing to move ever since that I'm not in a relationship currently because I realized there's a lot of work I do on myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, you know. Pride is a pride is an MF. Okay. <laughs> uh, speak on MF. it. <laughs> you know, it's a reason why there's a wise saying that goes before the fall comes pride. <laughs> you know, so I want I want us to celebrate, and I'm speaking to the two of you. I'm being very selfish. I know we're speaking to an audience. But I'm speaking to you too. Celebrate. Celebrate that you now have recognized this thing about yourself. And you've gone to your partner and you 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 open yourself up. You became vulnerable and said to your partner, look, this is something that I struggle with. And I'm not saying. I don't want to be here. And because I struggle with this, I think we should end things. No, what I'm saying is I need your help. Point it out. Point it out when you see it, because I might not see it. And I need to see it every time it happens because I don't want it to be present anymore. And, 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 and that's worth celebrating. Amen. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Black people, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be quiet and then we can move on. (laughs) Black people, because we are speaking to black people and we are black people. Black people have come up under so much junk that we hardly ever celebrate positivity in a positive manner. Mm. I mean, like we hardly ever celebrate positivity in a positive manner. So in these moments of clarity, in these sober-minded moments, we've got to celebrate. Man, it's a small victory. It's a very small victory. But as my grandmother used to always say, baby, perfection ain't coming to you on the other side. So it ain't about getting it right. It's about what you said, Sister Keeks. It's about doing the work. It's about admitting you're a flawed individual, you're a human being, but damn it, I ain't as flawed as I was yesterday. Hmm. Dang, that was a bar. Perfection ain't on the other side. Sheesh. You're not going to see perfection until you get to the other side. 
Amen. Mm, and that just had me stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, dang. Put in the work, cuz. Take it in. Put in the work. That's it. That's it. And I think I think um I definitely have have noticed just I, I don't know, I, I all these questions have it just been real relational. I took them as relationship wise and not in all relationships, like intimate relationships, romantic, because I feel like I've had this Casanova in me that I've like tried to quell down, but their head has been rearing and just trying to understand like why. And um yeah, but I feel like these these questions can go with any relationship as well. But I'm just talking about how I attack them. And a toxic mindset that I realize is is that like how I would befriend people, mostly women. It's like I would usually, not always, but usually if I I, I would I would base off attraction. If I'm attracted to them, okay, I will approach them. And basically, I would just Prepare myself for anything. Leave the door open to anything intimate to happen. But if I get friend zone, I could be your friend. I'm cool with that. We could be friends. <laughs> and I can hope if I like you that much or whatever. And I find that's, a, that's very toxic. Because it's like you, for your intentions for to even step into that person's space is to... is is. is like your attentions are all the way wrong to begin with. You just want them physically. You don't care about their mental. You don't care about their spiritual. You don't care about the whole person that is there. They have emotions too. And I definitely did run into some issues, into some roadblocks with some friendships because, and I learned through those that some friendships don't recover after you take it to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Once you increase that friendship to a to an intimate level it don't always go back very few times it goes back to friendship strictly usually it's no relationship at all or y'all together forever you know what i'm saying y'all end up marrying each other you know but uh but yeah like a lot like a lot of the times like those like those friendships and it's and it made me like just look back like dang i really I really risked a friendship for for what? Five minutes, hour, thirty minutes, depending. Like you 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 really you really wasted a connection, uh you know, like like just thinking, but then again, you know what I'm saying? All all things good, all things is, is, is perfect timing. But just thinking just thinking of ways to continually be better and not, you know, fall into the same woes and things like that. And just something I've noticed about myself and I have corrected and just really just allowing just energy to be energy because women are people just as men are people. So how did I get men friends? I wasn't looking at all the men like, hmm, who's attractive? Or who can pull these women with me? Like, that wasn't a thing. It was just, all right, we vibing. Okay, cool. Like good conversation, you could do cool. The same thing could go with the woman. Oh, okay, you vibing, I'm vibing. Good conversation. Oh, you cool, cool. That's it. it. It don't always have to be romantic. It don't always have to be attraction. If attraction comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. I mean, at the end of the day, when you really look at it, attraction, is the very lowest level of the entire spectrum of intimacy, in my opinion. So.
Yeah. That's just something that I've had. I've noticed, recognized, corrected. And now it's just, it's energy, baby. That's it. Amen. Kudos to you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I had to spread that, spread that wisdom. Because I feel like that's, that's a lot of mentality with men. Like, looking at women as just sexual objects and just props. Like, no, women are people too. And then, yeah, and I always, uh, I always say that's because men, especially black men, um, do not get the opportunity growing up to establish themselves in any other manner outside of the sexual prowess. Um, mm, get into it. Meaning, and again, let's let's, let's be very clear. This is not admonishment. This is not letting men off the hook for bad behavior. No, this is simply stating what is commonly known by every black man. Like he, you can play this for your father, you can play this for your uncle, you can play this for your cousin, you can play this for your son, you can play this for your nephew, you can play it for your husband, your fiance, your boyfriend, you can play it for the dude at the office that you call work husband. And all of them will hear me say this, and they will either give you one of two answers. They will go, man, he's telling too much. Or they'll go, he preaching. All right. Now, when you're growing up as a black man in America, it's hardly ever given to you as an opportunity to truly find out your manhood. You get the most common indicator of what makes you a man by laying down with a girl or laying down with a woman. So most men are good with their hands and they could have become mechanics or carpenters or they could have, you know, become chemical engineers or structural engineers, but they never had an opportunity to flourish with their hands to understand that that is part of being a man, knowing how to work with your hands at some form or level, but they did have green eyes. So all the little girls thought they were cute. All the boys was like, hey man, you know what you do when a girl thinks you cute, you lay her down, you know, you slay her, you, whatever, the, whatever the colloquialism was of the day. So, by the time that young man grows up to college age, if he goes to college, he believes his manhood rests in his penis because that's all he's ever been given an opportunity to express with consistency. So he meets a group of men who say, that's not, you're not a real man. You're exhibiting toxic behavior. He's got to wrestle with that if he chooses to wrestle with it. This goes back to what you said, Ms. Keeks, about certain guys displaying uh, that type of dysfunctional behavior and never moving to correct themselves. Because for them, there's no need to correct. I'm getting all, I'm catching all the benefits I want to catch in life from having all this dysfunctional behavior. But then there are a group of men, such as Brother Knox List, myself, and other men, 
and we heard and we sat and we contemplated and we said to ourselves, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I am a man if I don't try, if I don't pursue, if I really do attempt to respect a woman and not see her as just a physical being that I'm supposed to get pleasure from. And we wrestled with it to then stand up. And mm. we don't know if we really gonna move forward correctly or not, but we just moving. So we're like, all right, I'll keep putting this one foot in front of the other. I'll keep moving forward. And I seem to be having better interactions and more positive interactions with women. Oh, I don't have to go out on so many dates. I don't have to lust after a woman. I can go, this is me personally. Mm -hmm. I can go to the grocery store. I can go to the post office. I can go to the local laundromat and I can just shop for groceries do what I need to do as far as mailing items, picking up my mail or wash my clothes and then bounce. I don't have to linger. I don't have to see if I find something cute with a big booty and a smile. I don't have to because why? I've been doing this work for dang near 20 years. Well, no, let me be honest. I've been doing this particular work since about 2017. And, and, and when I say this work, I mean being very honest with myself about making sure that my interactions with women are going to be called righteous each and every time. Even if I end up not making a friend or not being able to be understood or someone just flat out tells me, hey, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't want to go out with you. I don't want to date you. Okay, at least I was righteous the whole entire time. And seeing that's the thing. If, 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 if you're not given the opportunity to move in such a manner, then you're going to continue in that dysfunctional behavior thinking your manhood rests in your penis. And that, that is literally a byproduct of the toxic nature of America. Okay. And again, I'm not letting men off the hook. I'm not letting black men off the hook. I'm just letting people know this is what is. This is what men deal with. This is what most black men deal with on a daily basis. Either they're making a decision to stand up and not deal with that dysfunction or they're just going to lay down in the dysfunction and just keep moving forward. Uh, cakes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you had anything to add. Oh, oh no. I'm <laughs> she said, she said, oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Dang, brother Stokes be putting a foot on the neck. Okay. Well, man. I mean, honestly, just what everything brother Stokes was saying was like, I'm over here looking at the question like, brother Stokes is killing it. Like, the next question is, have you had a toxic mindset and stood by it? 
and do you stand by it to protect yourself ultimately? <clears throat> and um, man, he just kind of just blew up having a toxic mindset. Period. But uh, Frank, you kind of messed with my mom, bro, Stokes, because I, I had a real good answer to this question, but I kind of feel bad now. <laughs> it's all well, go ahead. Uh, Walk <clears throat> around the block. It'll come back to you. No, no, no. I know what it is. Uh, I didn't forget it. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know, why, I, I don't know why I felt bad, but um, I just want to answer this question first. Uh, yeah, I had a toxic mindset. 2018, man, I had a whole season, and I say this publicly because it was intentional. And I just got, I just got out of a relationship. I was engaged previously. And I just really was like, you know what? I'm going to be single for a year, at least. And I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to just be, just be out here. And I had, I had a line. <laughs> I had a line. If anyone expressed interest in me, I said, listen, this, this, I was toxic, but I can explain it a little later. Well, <laughs> I said, um, I don't want to be in a relationship. Uh, if if we become if if we if we go there become intimate, cool. That's it. I do. I, no, what did I say? I didn't say that. Let me stop. I'm capping. I said I don't want to be in a relationship. If we have fun, I'm. I said I don't want to be in a relationship. But if we have fun, we have fun. But if we not, I'm cooling or something to that effect. It was just real, and I just I I just I'm just so disappointed. But <laughs> but like. <laughs> because it's because it like it, it like teetered between it was like a toxic gentleman. It's the worst combination. I feel like I either be, be you were saying I can be here, you can be here, but we ain't gonna be here together. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically, I'm gonna meet you at the spot, but just so you know, I'm leaving by myself. Like. <laughs> It was it, it was so it, it was so it, and to me it made so much sense in the time and I stood by it and I really feel like I stood by it because I know how I can get when I'm in a relationship that's defined or undefined and I I knew I wanted to be single and I knew the only way for me to be single is for me to be one completely honest and just straight up Cause that's I wasn't that before. I was I was the slick talk like like brother Sook said. I'm saying all the sweet stuff because I want to get what I want to get. Then once I get what I want to get, oh uh, we cool and we friends, we whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to do that no more. And then she getting her feelings, and then I'm like, why are you tripping? But I was over here casting over. Then I flipped the script on her. So I was like, all right, bet I got the cure for that. Straight honesty. I'm gonna tell you what it is from gate. If you get upset down the road, you need to. Uh, you read the contract. You read the terms and conditions. I told you what it is. We get right here now. I have not changed. You have. And it was it was toxic though. It was it was extremely toxic. But I did it to protect myself. And you know I did I did cost some cards. Me and brother Stokes had many conversations. He had me contemplating like, what the heck? This is going against everything I want to do right now. To be a gentleman, what the heck? A true gentleman. However, uh, I feel like I ultimately did it to protect myself and 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 just not wanting to face. Mm. It was protecting myself and not wanting to face my true healing. 
of really, of really figuring out why my last relationship really, really went wrong. And that's going to go into another, another question, but really, really, like really not owning my toxicity in a relationship totally and like feeling through it instead of just running away from it. Cause that's what I wanted to do. And I had, I had fun. I had fun. I had a lot of fun, but I feel like because I shut off that relational side to all those flings, like I really wasn't facing the issue. And I feel like once I got into the relationship I'm in now, because I wanted to be in a relationship, like everything I'm starting to face those real issues that I need to stand up to and stop waddling in. So, yeah, man, that's that's my toxic mindset still by it to protect myself story. But, yeah. Child of the Lord. Man. Um, well, kind of feel like I'm sounding like a broken record over here. But, <laughs> you know, in regard to... You know, the issue I struggle with was, I mean, of course, like, I know I, I said this already, um, doing it as a means of protecting myself because, you know, just feeling like I would be emotionally safe. Um, hold on, I gotta read the question again, hold on. Yeah, do you stand by it to protect yourself ultimately? Ultimately. Yes, that, that definitely, I feel like that's the main reason, like, that was that would be the main reason why I would do it, you know? And just, like, I feel like feeling safe and feeling protected is something, it's so important to me, you know? So, like, in having um, various kinds of relationships, you know, not just romantic relationships, friendships, or even relationships with my parents, you know, there were still times where I wouldn't feel safe or I wouldn't feel protected through those relationships so it's just one of those things where I feel like okay well can't nobody protect me like I can protect me type thing yeah. you know? mm-hmm. and you know to to let go of that is is childish <laughs> you know especially when you you've held on to it hurt. for so long and you know um I don't know, I guess, again, and having that fear, but I feel like either way it goes, that that fear may be present, but it's just taking that leap of faith and, you know, um, trusting yourself, trusting your relationship, trusting in God. And I feel like that's another thing that's helped me a lot, trusting in God and just really, like, yeah, trusting in God, you know. Like, granted, I can try to protect me in the best ways that I can, but the type of protection that God surrounds me with, it became nothing and nobody topped that at all. Yeah. Including us. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, including you, (laughs) but, like, I'm saying, in everyone's individual story, like, including yourself, yeah. Right. So, really, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, I feel like it's also a defense mechanism, um, or maybe even a coping mechanism, but um, essentially I would do that as a means of trying to protect myself or trying to be safe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you know, um, learning, you know, actively working on it. There you go. That's what's up, man. I'm just feeling a lot of growth from this episode. 
There you, there you go. Celebrate that victory, bro. Celebrate that victory. Yeah. Yeah. Feels a little weird, but I like it. There you go. I like it. Um, do do you have an answer, Brother Silks? No, because I was just wrong. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just wrong. I was wrong. I, I thought of what you said when and and the and the actual phraseology of the question. And when you say stood by it, boy man. I keep I tell people all the time, there are women who knew me in 98, 99, 2000, 2001. And if you if they knew that you knew me today, they tell you run away from that Negro. I was all the way wrong. I was all the way wrong. When I say all the way wrong, there is no defense for what I was doing back then. And I was bad. And it was all toxic. And, you know, I love to hear men my age try to blame the era. Oh, it was the 90s. It was hip hop. It was, you know, it was Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre in that video pouring beer on that woman's head. No, it was you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was you. (laughs) That was me. I did all that stupid stuff, man. I was just, I was just wrong. It just said no, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I was wrong. And so, you know, that's why I said, you know, me receiving the mentorship I received from the men that I received, it, it, it literally saved my life. I mean, and when I say saved my life, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't woke up in the, okay, I'm not, trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to glorify or glamorize anything. I woke up in the bed with a woman pointing a gun in my head because I slept with her mother. Oh. You and were wrong. Like, said, came what? over, had sex with her, got out of that bed, went and had sex with the mother, got out of that bed, took a shower, and then got back in the bed with the girl that I came over to see. Child. What? Brother Stokes was wilding. No, that was stupidity. That was stupidity. I've done stuff that I should not be alive for today. And 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 again, as the old folks say, their butt, their butt before the grace of God go I. It was all. I should I, I should be dead. But no, not but let me let me stop because I'm not contradicting anything I'm saying. There you go. The lesson as I speak on it to review wrong behavior, Mm -hmm. to know that I will never commit actions like that ever again in my life moving forward. The lesson is I can spot in a man who is committing the same kind of atrocities. And if he would be receptive, I could pass along the same wisdom that was passed to me. Because brother, you don't need to be in a bed with a gun to your head. 
because a woman is crying her eyeballs out because you did something so foul to her. Like, you don't need to play with that. You don't need to dance with that. You don't need to push an envelope and see if you can uh, make that happen. Most of the stuff that young men are being encouraged to, and probably young women too. I'm not a, I'm not a black woman, so I can't say for sure. But I can say for sure, most of the stuff that young black men are being encouraged to perform in today's climate, even with Me Too, even with these words in our lexicon now, even with all this verbiage we got, young black men are still being encouraged to, to commit toxic activities with young women, young black women. Young brother, you don't need to do that. That is not what is making you a man. That really is not. And there's a deeper teach to it, but that's not this episode. But yeah. <laughs> Listen, because that teach is definitely what I needed at the end of 2018. <laughs> man, I was mad that day, man. I was on a tear. Here come this. This at the time, this is what I was thinking. Here come this fool. Got the uh, go tell come. me about signing some dang picture. All right, like what the heck? I ain't Picasso. Like, I'm a poet, and like I say words. And you over talk about paintings and canvases and like I don't own a paintbrush, cuz I don't own the easel. I don't own the easel. Like I was upset. <laughs> I was upset, but you know what I'm saying? I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful because he, at, at, at the end of the day, Brother Social really brought me back to myself. Like, I knew I was acting out of character, but it was just like, let's just try it. And I was I was coming to the end, but I was still trying to, trying to still shake and bake. And then Brother Social just saw me puttering to the end. So he was like, yo, cuz, just, just come here. <laughs> just come here. Stop. Cause I, I don't want, cause I don't, right, right, because like I was about to say, cause I don't want you with a gun to your head, cause you over here trying to sputter. Mm-hmm. And um, right when you said that, I thought about uh in a similar situation when I was um messing with somebody at the time, and you know, you really, you really don't know how people are emotionally until they just react to certain situations or certain things. Yeah. And there could be things you do, like, just because you do it, but because of their experience, they react a way that you're not expecting. And I had I had one of those. I'm not going to really go into it for real, for real, but out of respect to her. But it happened. I was just like, yo, what the heck going on? Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of, like, check myself, like, okay, because I, 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 I was out of town, but at the time, so I was like, okay. Just, just chill out. Just play it by ear. Just be cool. Like, pay attention, but just, 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 just check it out. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, the situation warmed up. You know what I'm saying? But it was just, it was just like it made me think, like, man, like you never really know where people are at, like until you, until you go to that place, that intimate level, and once you take, once you take anyone there. You're opening up doors and you're opening up pathways to areas of their world that they don't let just anybody see. Um, 
so yeah, you got to be prepared for all that. And if that's too high level, you know what I'm saying? We got other episodes, you know what I'm saying? Like brother so that's another teach. That's another teach. I'm, I'm you know, I'm see starting to make me sound like Picasso and everything. So that's another teach. Um, but uh, the next question, man, I love how this conversation is flowing, yo. I love y'all. I love you too, brother. Hey. <laughs> I love both of y'all. <laughs> All right. So this this next question. Have you blamed someone else for their toxicity? And then the second part to that, have you had to recant your blaming due to realizing your own toxicity in the relationship? Yes. And that's all I'll say. Yes. Like you said, (laughs) out of respect to her, I'll say yes. Respectfully. I only read the first half of the question. Um... <laughs> Kicks mentally blocked out the rest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's I it? have in my notes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know why I didn't even see the second portion of that. I think I was just so, you know, you know, I seen the first part and I went in. I, <laughs> I, I really didn't. <clears throat> Oh, well, well, as you uh uh ponder on the second part, uh, <laughs> unless did you want to answer it live or? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm think I not that I <laughs> well to answer the second part, I recall if I'm being completely honest. Um, not that I recall. Oh, okay. But I definitely called someone else out for their own toxicity. But um, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but come back to me. We'll come back. To me. Uh huh. All right. We'll we'll circle the block. Me and brother Sell's gonna take a walk, and then we'll be back. Okay. Just 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 don't just don't burn the house down while we're gone. That's it. That's it. <laughs> she already did. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we're gonna our block. We try to look at properties. Uh, to see what we're moving to. Um. So. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, I have blamed someone else. And actually, I, I do want to get into it um, because I, I've had to recant it. I, yeah, I have. I've had to recant it because I was putting it on. OK, it was my it was my previous relationship. I'm going to speak a little bit on it because I mean, it's on my heart. And I feel like this is a breakthrough for a lot of people, um, including myself. Um, I was blaming my ex on when we finally broke up because of in that moment of that time in that space of our relationship what was going on and I I own my part of it you know what I'm saying of that but I put majority of it on her and then you know after my whole season and brother Soaks pulled me aside and talked to me about easels and you know paintbrushes it really made me it really made me slow down going out to see these women and start going within myself and really started to see like okay k you can't blame her for that because if you really want to run the tape back this is your third time being together after two breaks that you have initiated and come back to her from and I was like, hmm, that's real. Mm-hmm. And then 
even in those moments, I want to bail myself out. But you went back to her. She could have said no. Like, she could have left. What would... Psh, psh, psh. But it's just like, come on, bro. Come on, G. She, she was in love with you. You were in love with her, but you let your lust, you let your wonder, or, you know, at the time you're putting it off on God and religion. You let all, you let everything external affect what you had inside. And you allowed the allure to allure you. And then once you realize it was just nothing but smoke and you in the same room and you got to face yourself. Oh, now you want to run back to the relationship. Mm. But then once you down like four flat tires, you upset when the other party is, you know what I'm saying, double dutch a little bit. Then you ready to, oh, I'm, uh, it's all right. Granted, you know what I'm saying? The stakes are high. You know what I'm saying? Well, whatever, whatever makes it happen. But when I ran the tape back, I started to see my own toxic patterns, how they led up to something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so it, 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 and I honestly realized that even in this conversation, even more, how it's just so easy to blame other people and put everything on them. Mm-hmm. And absolve your whole self, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to 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 pick up the mud, smear it on yourself, and then wipe it off. Mm-hmm. That's hard because you got you got to own 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 your mess in it because it took two people to create that relationship, so it's gonna take two people to take it down. So no matter what happened on your part. You can blame them, but on your part because it took both of y'all. And I think it that that information. Um, I think I learned that from my parents' divorce. Uh, just from being in the house of my mom, and then just having the love and affinity I had for my dad, and getting his side of the story, I started to see. Okay, this is just. Whose side are you seeing it from? But when you look at all sides, it's like, okay, it was a lot of stuff going on. Both of y'all were wrong. <laughs> Both of y'all were messing up. So it was it was the both of you. Like it, it when I came to that realization, it made it easy, like not to put the blame or not to pick a side. Both of my parents ruined it. That's it. It wasn't. It's just a relationship that that I wasn't meant to be. Gratefully, it per, it, it produced great fruit. You know what I'm saying? It was just not meant to, to span the test of time. So, you know, it allowed me to it allowed me to 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 love my parents equally, not to pick sides, and just to really look at them as humans, and not these glorified figures that I put them up to be. Hmm. And you sharing that, it just made me think about um, <clears throat> there was a period where me and my mom were clashing a lot. That's actually one of the signet, one of the big reasons as to why I moved to the state of North Carolina because we were clashing so much, so much that I just really felt like if I stay in this house, this is not, this is not going to be good. Um, but one of the things I realized in me being in the house with my mom, you know, I was used to, you know, 
being in my dorm, you know, just doing whatever I wanted to do, however I wanted to do it. And my mom is very particular as to how she likes things in her house. So I know when I would, um, when I first moved back, when I graduated from school and I moved back to Milwaukee, we were clashing all the time um, because I wasn't contributing to the house. I wasn't helping out with anything. I pretty much was, you know, still being a dependent, acting like a kid, you know, eating, <laughs> not always cleaning up after myself or helping out around the house, you know. So it wasn't until I moved out here and I really had my own responsibilities. I remember I called my mama crying like, I'm sorry. Like, <sighs> you know, I'm out here doing this and I don't feel like I understood all that you all that you do you know and being mm-hmm, a single mm-hmm. parent and having two kids and you know going to work and you coming home and you cooking hot home cooked meals every day baby <laughs> show I me your ways <laughs> for myself once a week like you do it every day and I just really broke down to her and I just started crying I was just telling her, like I'm sorry like I feel like I was being selfish and I just wasn't being considerate and you know I know I just wasn't helping you and I'm I'm sorry. So that's what that, uh, to answer that question, it just made me think about it. Because I know at the time it was just like my mom, you know, she's bothering me. She's staying on me and she keep on talking about this house. The house not even dirty. Like, what is she talking about? She just want to get on me about something, you know, um, when really I was just being selfish and just being selfish. Hmm. Gross. Well, listen, I still be wondering how she cook home cooked meals every day. Cause she, yeah. Listen, yo, the the older I get, it's just like I start I start piecing together like my parents. Like y'all were doing this, like, right? Y'all were, yeah. How? Like what? What? For so long. Oh my goodness! Like consistently with kids, with right, kids. and like we had we had a good life, like. Right. Christmases, I never felt lacked. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it's like, dang, did they have credit cards open on me? Like, y'all didn't have to do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have cried some Christmases. You know what I'm saying? You could have, you know, built some integrity or something. Like, I don't want to put my parents in debt just because I wanted to do Xbox or PlayStation. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe I'll put a lot of pressure. Anyways, I I, I ain't going to jump on my young self. I had big dreams. <laughs> and I did that. I thought it was Santa. But, um, man. Man. Thank you, Keeks, for sharing that. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Man, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, man, we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna wrap this up in a nice little bow. Uh, we can say this is a closing thought. It's the last question. I just feel like this could be a closing thought because it's about yourself. You're talking about you. Um, and you can have this listener if you last this long, man. Give a round of applause for yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, DM DM us if you made it to this point. I don't know. We might we might bless the cash app. I don't know. I might do it, you know, because I put it out there. But you know what I'm saying? I just feel like spicing it up. We'll we'll see. We'll see who actually listened to us. You feel me? We'll see who actually listening to us. But um this last question. This last question. Do you have a toxic mindset when it comes to the relationship you have with yourself? Do you know where that comes from? 
Mm. I, I, I'll read the question again, just, you know, for dramatic effect and just to let it simmer a little bit. Do you have a toxic mindset when it comes to the relationship you have with yourself? Do you know where that comes from? I no longer have one. Amen. Um, I used to, as I'm sure everybody used to, if they no longer have one. But it came from, as you two so eloquently put earlier, it came from the 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 environment in which I grew up in and all that I witnessed growing up and how it molded and shaped me in some form or fashion until I did the work to rip myself away from it. But um, closing thought, it was debilitating. It was hurtful to have to wake up every day and not believe in yourself, to wake up every day and think that, you know, this is all that I am supposed to be. This is what I'm good at. It it can't get no more different than this. And then to move in such a way that you don't try to challenge it. That's the hurt. Um, we have to try to challenge these things. If you are sitting, if I am sitting, if we are sitting in a place where, man, you're never going to be more than high school educated. Man, you don't got to go to college, but you better go to the library because a library card is free. Almost every book in a college is in a library. So there's no reason for you to be only high school educated. I tell young people this all the time, and it's the same thing for myself. I do it every day. YouTube is free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. YouTube is free. How do you? You can put whatever you want behind that. And there's a video on YouTube that'll teach you. You don't have to spend. You don't have to say, I don't know how to fix a car anymore. You can learn how to fix a car. Um, and it's the same for me. I don't have, you know, I don't have to succumb to the things that I used to succumb to in the way that I used to think about myself. I challenge it now. The last, uh, again, what I'm in the midst of, and this is where I'll be quiet. This is the end of my closing thought. 2018, I asked myself the question based on how I moved throughout life when it came to relationship. Do I honestly know what a real curve is on a real woman? (laughs) And I've been challenging myself ever since. Not to lust after women, not to ogle women or be like some pervert in the corner just eh, 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 looking at them. Oh, my goodness. It is to challenge a woman is more than hers. 
Because if you don't know what a real curve is on a real woman, you better learn what a real woman is to see what a real curve is. So you just gonna drop the mic like that? <laughs> okay. Child of the Lord. Okay, he really exited stage left. All right. Sheesh. Um, do you want to answer, Keeks? Or you want me to go first? Um, I'll go ahead. I will also agree and say that I used to have a toxic mindset when it came to the relationship I had with myself. I feel like I was very mean to myself. I would think very negatively, um, say really mean things to myself and just apply so much pressure on myself and just have unrealistic um, unrealistic goals. You know, I would be on go all the time. There would be days where I wouldn't eat or I would eat very, very, very late because I'm ripping and running out, just being such a busybody um, and just really learning how to relax and telling myself that relaxing is okay, you know, and also knowing that my body needs rest, you know. Um, so I will also agree with Brother Stokes to say that I used to. I speak very kindly to myself now and even in, I'm very mindful on how I allow other people to speak of me and speak over me so if we having a conversation and you know you say something I don't like the word that you're using hey uh-uh not that use a different word I don't like that well you know what I know I don't know what you mean that's why I'm telling you you should use this because I don't like that um and yeah I I love I love where we are right now you know I love where we are the growth it's it's been real <laughs> the growth that's beautiful man um <clears throat> so my uh my base like my gut answer is i have an inconsistent mindset when it comes to the relationship i have with myself and that inconsistency is toxic to me so, which in turn would mean I feel like I do have a toxic mindset with myself when it comes to a relationship with myself. Um, and I feel like that just comes from just growing up. I, w- I just always, I think it was it was just learning my parents, learning my grand, my great, my grandma, just learning my family. Like, it, it, it was a lot of for. I don't want to say this. I, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. It was just a lot of for show. It was a lot of let me put on for the people. Let me wear the mask. But what's really going on, you're never going to know. Mm. And I feel like I feel like I, I mastered that because I'm such a, a outgoing being. I always want to be in the light. And basically that means I want everyone else to be happy because if everyone else is happy, I can manage my, my unhappiness. But if everyone else is happy, then we good. But I can't have other people be unhappy and me be unhappy. It's weird. And it's like, like I'm, I'm, and it's like I'm really okay with letting myself down 
and I'm really okay with, okay, Kay, you know what I'm saying? You need to get up at this time. If I don't get up, oh, you're all right. But if someone else, like, does it come through? Or, like, if someone else is dependent on me, like, I got to do it. Like, it's, 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 period. That's happening. There's no questions, if ands, or buts. It's happening. Unless, of course, something drastic. But it's happening. But with myself, it's like, ah, it's okay. Ah, it's okay. Ah, it's okay. And it's just like, bro, you can't be upset when your world is inconsistent, when you're not consistent with yourself. Mm. I feel like I, I, I would be mad because I'll be on these jobs, feel like I'm doing excellent work, not understanding why I'm not getting promoted or not understanding why I'm not getting looked at. When it's like, bro, you, you, when, when was the last time you actually worked five days? When's the last time you actually worked for a full month? Like, you're taking all this time off, and what are you doing with that? Like, mm. bro, like, you're always, like, you're, when are you consistently on time, bro? Like, you late. Doing what? Sleeping in. Your alarm goes off a whole hour before you have to clock in, and you work from home. What are you doing? Like, why? Playing this game with yourself? Really having a Groundhog Day? Feeling like every day is the same? And so I really feel like, um... It just comes up. It just comes up with that environment of like put it on for show. You know, I want everyone else to be happy. Not really trying to figure out what makes Kaylin happy. More so trying to figure out how to keep everyone else happy around me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I and, and I'm I'm growing through it. I'm growing through it. Um, I feel like I'm thriving through it because I'm, I'm 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 flourishing, and and it's tough. But it's 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 my tough. I would rather this tough than go back just being a people pleaser. Like I I wanna I wanna please Kaylin and through Kaylin's experience I want people to be pleased. But I don't want it to be the other way around where I'm pleased through the experience I'm witnessing everywhere else. So I just wanna live from within to without. And I'll be more consistent with myself and I hope, you know what I'm saying, what we've shared today in this episode can help you be more consistent with yourself can help you ask these uh quote unquote toxic questions um to really i don't know check your check your check your meter check your thermostat cuz this is the thermostat channel we don't do thermometers around here we set okay. temperatures cuz we set temperatures yes. and um yeah just always remember to set that temperature with yourself like keek said man speak light speak life to yourself and if anyone around you isn't speaking that life correct them on that because you are co-creating your life i really love that keeks and like brother stoke and like brother stoke said man like just really just start realizing those patterns about yourself that just are debilitating like you you feel it like i know you feel it i know i know you know it just 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 stand up like Brother Stokes been saying this whole episode, go from laying on that puddle to standing up and just put one foot in front of the other. And you're going to get to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it right. You're going to get to the perfect, you're going to get to the perfect on the other side. Did I say that right? Yes, yeah. Sir. Hey. You said it perfectly, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. That's love. That's love. Hey, heck yeah, man. So this is SFA Charlotte. We strive for achievement here in Charlotte and the surrounding areas. I am one of your host, co-producers. I'm also a poet, uh, rapper, you know, full artist. You can follow me on all social media at Knoxlist, K-N-O-X-L-I-S-T. We got Sister Keeks in the building. 
What's up? What's up? What's up? Peace and love, family. Y'all can find and follow me on Instagram at Lord Have Mercy. That is L O R D E dot H A V E M E R C Y. You guys can also follow my podcast, Meninge Trois, on Instagram at M E N I N G E S T R O I S. We follow back, baby. Hey, Lord have mercy. Hey. <laughs> and then we're going to kick it over to the old Jizzle for Shizzle, Brother Stokes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, everybody. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at G O S E E B I G B R U H. That's right. Go see Big Bro. Go see Big Bro. <laughs> and then also there is counseling available, wise counseling available. And that you can find on Instagram at CNN Consultants. And that's going to be the letter C, the letter N, the letter M, the letter C, the letter N, the letter S, the letter L, the letter T, and the letter S. CNM consultants hit me up drop a drop a dime and I'll pick it up and we'll see what we can see if we can get 15 cent out of it. Okay. <laughs> man and of course always strive for achievement pick your head up and be consistent with yourself I love y'all this us peace peace uh-huh.